this is between a rock and a hard place. Although it kind of looks like a storage closet. But seriously, we're here to talk about life in Iraq. Right. So this is part two of Culture Shock. If you haven't listened to part one, you should head back and listen to that one first. We're going to jump in here with... Reactions to Culture Shock? Reactions to Culture Shock! (laughs) And what to do with them. What? Um, So most people have one of two reactions to all of these things. Um, They either fight the culture or they flee from it. Yep, that same old fight-or-flight response. Mm -hmm. And I was definitely a fleer. Yeah. I definitely did both. I I feel like in my my nature I would be a fleer, Mm -hmm. but I think in some ways I was so determined to pull myself up by my own bootstraps that a lot of what I did was much more of a fight. But I I don't know. I definitely did some of both. Yeah. I mean, um, as, as someone who chose the flight option more often than not, it meant that I withdrew a lot from the culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the beginning, I really loved hanging out with my neighbors. Right. And as I would go into these kind of frustration cycles... My neighbors would still be like, hey, you want to come over? You want to, like, sit at our house for three hours while we talk around you in a language you don't understand and you drink tea that you don't really like? Because it's half sugar? Right. And I would just be like, mm, no. I, you know, I always had a reason. Like, oh, I have grading to do or, you know, I'm in the middle of making dinner or whatever. I did it in a polite way that I definitely can recall turning down invitations, not because I didn't have the bandwidth for it, but just because I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to, to have to deal with those things for a little while. Yeah. Um, and there's space for that, I think. Sure. Um, as we talk about the ways to deal with and adapt in culture shock, the, you know, taking time away is a valuable piece of that. Yeah. Um, but it's when it's every single when it's time every single time and that's how you own the only way and i mean other people talk about um you know immersing themselves in american tv shows or you know just reading books or you know all of these are ways to withdraw and not engage in the culture mm-hmm. and not engage in what is surrounding you mm-hmm. um the fight option is a little different and it's it's fighting to make sure that the culture doesn't change you right like to to keep your own identity um and it means that you're just a little you're more aggressive more aggressive in like the stereotyping of the culture Mm -hmm. um you may be like all these people they're just they're all lazy and and we're good and you know i can do things better and um also working on, you know, exerting more control over your environment. And, you know, this is where I think some of the, the, like the overcleanliness or sometimes, you know, the hypochondria or some of those kinds of things mm-hmm. can exhibit themselves more. Um, where instead of withdrawing from the culture, you push into the culture, but trying to change it to fit you right. rather than adapting to it. Right. Right. And choosing to make everything into an argument Mm -hmm. 
um, instead of asking why this thing is happening you want to fight about like you may ask why but then you're going to be like yeah but you're wrong right this is the way that it should be yeah so one Um, of the things that I feel like I remember wasn't something I fought about but I had a teammate that really struggled with mm -hmm. is um at the schools the girls are required to keep their nails short and not painted right and she was like this is stupid like why do you care about the girls having nice nails? Like, you should let them paint their nails whatever they want. And, of course, the girls want to, so she feels right. like she's advocating, advocating for, her for her students. But the truth of it is, like, it's a standard across all of northern Iraq for all schools because it's a hygiene issue mm-hmm. because people use their hands and water to clean themselves after they go to the bathroom right. and long nails or painted nails where you can't see whether or not things are clean spread disease like right. it's if if she had taken the time and later on you know we did talk through this but like to understand why this rule was put in place mm-hmm. it was a rule for the benefit of her students with right. cultural ramifications that she just didn't understand. Right. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the next phase of culture shock is you accept that you can't change the culture or you accept that this is your life now to some extent. <laughs> yeah. And you find ways to be at peace with that. Um, whether it be, you know, for me, I chose things that were like these are the areas that I do have some control and say in Mm -hmm. and so I'm gonna work on like I really started like experimentally cooking and baking yeah because I knew how to control that environment and it was only reliant on me Mm -hmm. and like I got feedback immediately from it like yes this turned out really well good work or I'm going to have to tweak that recipe because this is awful. <laughs> yeah. um, and so you you kind of find ways to adapt yourself to, to those cultural things. And you do. You ask, why is it mm-hmm. like this? Mm-hmm. And you learn why, and you kind of go, oh, it was dumb that I got mad about that. Oh, there really is a reason for this. Yeah. Yeah. And then something else comes along, and you kind of go through the whole cycle again. Yeah, yeah. So there's several different ways, I think, that you can consciously deal with these feelings of frustration. And one of them we've mentioned before mm-hmm. is um, rest. Yeah, rest is is a big one. Um, just kind of, to use a very modern phrase, self-care mm-hmm. in a a real sense <laughs> a real sense not like go out and buy a cup of coffee necessarily but um yeah making sure you get enough rest and for for me after my first year I started having a day where all I did was rest um or at least an afternoon where it was like I'm not grading papers I'm not going out and interacting with people I'm not working on emails that I've fallen behind on I'm just staying home I'm going to sleep in, I'm going to make myself waffles in the morning, and I'm just going to be here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, for me, it was, a big part was making sure to take a day where I didn't do any schoolwork 
I think that was kind of my my big line. Like nothing having to do with school stuff. I didn't plan student study nights or meetings or, you know, I kept that day apart. And sometimes I would do other stuff like house cleaning or cooking or... um, Often that's when we do things like go for a hike or something, you know, cultural, uh, museum kind of Mm -hmm. thing. But yeah, like anything that was like a task to be accomplished got shuffled off. Yeah. Um, and I think the important part of that really is that you have to realize your brain is processing a ton of information Mm -hmm. that is not familiar to it. Um, even just the hearing of a different language all the time puts a lot more stress on your mind and you need breaks for that Mm -hmm. not everyone is like us though (laughs) or like me some (laughs) people get that rest through like you were talking about going on hikes and Mm -hmm. getting that exercise I know I had teammates that they just needed to like get out of the city and go wander through the countryside for Mm -hmm. a day Mm -hmm. and that was kind of their rest and restoration and I think I think the thing about having a time frame for these things, like you do this on these days or mm-hmm. during these hours or whatever, is that then there's not that inclination to be like, I've worked so hard today, I'm just not going to do anything else for the rest of the day. It's kind of like, I have worked really hard, and I'm saving up those rest hours for this day. This is the day when I do that. And if it's scheduled, then you also aren't liable to forget about it or to, like, Mm -hmm. let it go. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as the thing, like, exercise goes, though, like, I would say exercise and eating healthy are both things that, no matter what style or tendency of person you tend to be, are important aspects of self-care and of being able to be healthy and Mm-hmm. overcome culture shock in a long term and not letting yourself get into a place where you're depressed long term and unable to cope with right those stressors yeah and i mean those are things that are recommended even in your own <laughs> no matter what life, life you're in <laughs> yeah um but it becomes kind of more important when you're dealing with even more stress um, another thing is to find find ways to be thankful or things to be thankful for mm-hmm. um, and kind of having that attitude of the attitude of gratitude. Because um, when that, you feel like you're hating everything in the culture, mm-hmm. like you need to go back and remember those things that you loved in the honeymoon phase. Right, right. <laughs> and for me, it was kind of going, okay, God, I know that you have called me to be here. I know that there is a purpose and a reason for me being here. Thank you for doing that. Help me to just be grateful to Mm -hmm. be here. Like, this is a thing that I have worked hard to be. Help me be grateful for that. And kind of centering back on, you know, I'm not in Iraq because it's an adventure and it's cool and it's fun. I'm here because this is what God has asked me to do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And being grateful to him for that and trusting him in it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the other major coping tip really has to do with comparison. Mm. I mean, it's said that comparison is the thief of joy. Um, And that goes for both comparing yourself with others, whether that's with people who've lived in the country for a really long time and seem like they don't care about the things you care about anymore, or people who are there new and 
you know, are in the honeymoon phase, like, or if other people are moving through, you know, culture shock more quickly or more slowly than you, like, you can't spend your time comparing yourself with other people. Right. And you also can't spend all your time comparing the culture that you're in with your home culture. Mm -hmm. If you're constantly saying, but it's not done like this in America, but it's not done like this in America... You, or if I was in America, I could. I could do this, that, or the other thing. You'll only end up more and more frustrated. Yeah, absolutely. Really, one of the best ways that you can have self-care in this case is to talk to other people mm -hmm. about what's going on with you. Um, whether it be your teammates, because they probably know. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like any of this is really that hidden. It comes right. out. Um, we really encourage our staff on the field to talk to us about it because all of us who are home office people have been through this yeah. in this culture more than once um and so being able to talk to someone else who has been through it is really helpful it means you um, know that you can come out of it mm -hmm. like there is hope <laughs> yes <laughs> yes and you can go on to live a somewhat normal life another thing you can do and this is a little beyond self-care, is to really look at why um, why something that you're frustrated by is happening. And we kind of talked about this with the fingernails thing, but, you know, look at the cultural markers for it. Mm -hmm. um, and if you can, talk to someone who has cultural understanding about it, whether it be your teammates. I talked to her friend Nor a lot about like look this thing happened and I don't understand why it happened you're from this culture explain yeah yeah and Be sometimes a learner. right sometimes they can't explain and sometimes they can't and you have to figure it out and like treat it like a puzzle yeah and it's um, fun it is fun and it's not always the culture that is making you frustrated sometimes it's your own hang-ups about stuff hmm mm-hmm that it's like, this is something that I struggle with in my own, like, internally, I have an issue about, I don't know, the way that women are treated. Because mm -hmm. I was treated poorly, and so I'm going to react against that more strongly than one of my other teammates might. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Or, you know, I had teammates that have a really strong sense of justice. Mm-hmm. And justice does not always come about, um, or not justice the way that we think that it should be. And so having to recognize, okay, this is me and my expectation that is, that is wrong, or my assumption that is wrong. And so I need to deal with this in myself between me and God and maybe get some people in the home office to help me walk through this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other main coping mechanism um, is to make sure that you're being filled spiritually. Mm. Um, a, a big part of this is your identity and the questions about who you are in your new culture versus who you were in your old culture. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, I know a big part of it was the understanding that my identity was in Christ, that mm -hmm there or here or wherever I was, my identity was not shifting. Even right. if the outward expressions of 
what I did or how I was perceived were shifting, mm-hmm. that my identity was solid, that I didn't have to feel tossed about that way, thrown mm-hmm. about by um, other people's perceptions of me mm-hmm. or the cultural pressures that were on me. Um, and that, you know, comes a lot through spending time in prayer and in the Word and using the Word and the truth in the Word to combat the lies that I was being told or, you know, starting to believe or, you know, those things. Yeah. One thing I was super grateful for my very first roommate, my very first year, was having lived cross-culturally long-term before, she really understood the importance of prayer in a way that I did not. Hmm. Um, And so when things would come up that were frustrating and I would talk to her about it, her immediate response was almost always, okay, let's pray about that. Yeah. And not like, I will pray about that for you. She no, we're like, going to stop right now. Stop what we're doing, and we're going to pray. And even my national friends who are strong believers, when I would come to them with a problem, would be like, we are going to pray about this right now. Um, and so that kind of started me on the habit of, uh, this is really frustrating. Okay, God, right now, I need your help with this. Mm-hmm. And it helped me think about things from from a biblical perspective because mm-hmm. I, I was trying to be on top of daily Bible reading, um, but also just kind of refocus and be like, this is not about me. No. This is about what God has called me to do. It's not about this culture. Mm-hmm. It's not about... You know, it's not about my ability to change other people. <laughs> to fix this mm-hmm. educational problem. Yeah, and it also, you know, allowed me to see how God was using culture shock to refine who I was mm-hmm. as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, to teach me to surrender to Him things that I can't change about a culture or about myself. Yeah, to give up your sense of control. Yeah. And that's, those are hard lessons to learn within your own culture. Yeah. And they're harder to learn in some ways in a different culture. But I can see now how learning those lessons has grown me as a person, has grown me in my faith, um, and has enabled me to minister to other people. You know, now that I'm on the other side of it, not entirely, <laughs> because <laughs> next week we're going to talk about reverse culture shock, which is what I get to deal with now. It's Um, worse. It is worse in some ways. (laughs) But to be able to talk with people and encourage them. And I think that's what we want to encourage you guys to do. Um, Now that you know a little bit more about Culture Shock and what it is, um, reach out to the people in your life that you think might be going through this, whether it be someone who has moved to a new city or a new school or has moved across the country. or to another country, mm-hmm. um, call them up, send them an email, and say, hey, how how's it going? I know it can be really hard. Tell me about it. What are some cultural differences that you're experiencing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you thankful for? What's most frustrating to you? Right. What is something specific that I can pray that God would work in your life? Mm-hmm. Because um, I think a lot of times we got get caught up in what God is doing in other people's, like, ministry. Mm. 
but we forget that the person themselves that is doing those things also needs prayer. Yeah. Um, or even if you have someone that has moved to the U.S. from another culture, they're going through all of those same things just in a different in, <laughs> direction of culture. Right. In America. Um, and so even giving them space to talk about their home culture, mm-hmm. I think, can be really good. And being gracious if they talk about things that are in American culture that they dislike, mm-hmm. that maybe you really like or think are really valuable, realize it's an adjustment for them. Right. Yeah. So find something that, like, specifically you were like, oh, I've never thought about that as a cultural adjustment um, that we talked about today in the podcast, and ask those people about that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where are you in the roller coaster? Is a little bit general, but if you can ask, you know, are you getting enough rest? You know, do you want to go out and exercise with me this weekend? Mm-hmm. Um, those are kind of specific, concrete things that you should ask about. And they'll love it. They'll love it. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. It's all so good. Yes. And we will be back soon to talk about reverse culture shock and how that affects our lives now. So look forward to that. You can find us at Servant Group International on Facebook or Instagram or on our website at servantgroup.org. Yeah. And if you have a question that we haven't answered yet... Send us an email or Facebook message. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. I want to be able to cut that out.